The Arizona Cardinals are cleaning house right now. Multiple trades over the last couple of days, and we've got a couple games down, more to go. All of the preseason week three storylines coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts... Now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody so much for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. You can be one. Just subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them on the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right, Matt, uh, we got to start in Arizona where uh, Monty yeah. Oppenfort, the new GM, is is cleaning house, taking um, taking out, I don't want to say taking out the trash, but he, clearly there's some players currently on the roster that he didn't find a lot of value in, valuing some late-round picks, and then brings in a player, which is even more curious to me because I get trading away assets. I don't want to say full tank mode for the Arizona Cardinals, but they traded away former disappointing first round linebacker slash safety Isaiah Simmons. We talked about that trade yesterday, but they continued to make more moves. And I think a player that was one of the best gets so far we've seen from some of these late camp moves. And we might see some more of these trades there, you know, swapping of late round picks, Josh Jones, who started 11 games at tackle for the Arizona Cardinals last year. They had DJ Humphreys at left tackle. They just drafted the right tackle, potentially even left tackle of the future in Paris Johnson. They got Kelvin Beecham as well. So one of the few teams that has too many starting caliber tackles on their roster. They traded Josh Jones and a seventh round pick to the Houston Texans for a fifth round pick. Um, I, I came away reading this trade thinking, well, this is something I think, uh, you know, the team I cover, the 49ers, that would have been a shrewd move to make. And I think a lot of teams around the NFL could have, um, you know, sent a fifth round pick for Jones and getting a seventh back. Now he's in the last year of his, his rookie deal, but to have a player who, who has started games in the NFL at left tackle and right tackle starting caliber player, uh, and even if you don't love him as a starter on your roster, you've got a swing tackle. He could play some guard for you. Really valuable player, and I think that was a great get by the Houston Texans who have put a lot of resources into their offensive line to start their new regime. Yeah, I don't have much more to add to it. I assume he'll be the swing tackle in Houston. They get a pretty good pair there, and they're paying those guys big money, but Jones could also play guard. But they have Mason and Green there as well, and they drafted a center early this year. So you're right, a lot of resources into an offensive line, which you'd love to see if you're going to draft a quarterback high, is don't neglect the line, please. You know, I mean, and I know the receivers and the skill guys aren't ideal, but it's easier to find them next offseason. Build a line, get some continuity. Even if you only rent Jones for the year, and he becomes a free agency, becomes a free agent, you're probably going to get a decent comp pick in return. Tackles of starting experiences are valuable. So I, I don't even know if the Cardinals would have been better off keeping them and letting them walk in terms of draft compensation. But I assume they plan on going out and being spenders in the offseason. Comp picks aren't in their future. But this is a, this is how you tank in the NFL. I mean, no NFL player is not going to try. But 
if you get rid of your dudes that you think maybe tank's even the wrong word. We've seen enough of Simmons through camp and Jones that we don't think we'll resign them after the year. Let's pave the way for someone else to play. And by the way, the Cardinals and the uh, Texans have a pretty open line of communication, right? They made draft day trades. The Cardinals have oh, yeah. now the Texans first round pick from last year. And um, Monty Fort and uh, Nick Casario were together, I believe, in New England on that in that front mm-hmm. office at one point, right? So, yeah, there's some connections there and so some easy lines of communication. They've done multiple trades already together this offseason. So, um, interesting one going on there for the Houston Texans. Love it for the Texans. I think a lot of teams might say, ah, man, you know what? We should have uh, plucked Josh Jones later in the season. We yeah. see some really bad offensive line play around the NFL. Tennessee. Um, right. So, here's the one I don't get from the Cardinals. Because I, I, you know, whatever, tank mode, Cardinals, get draft picks. Don't worry about winning games this year. That's 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 your plan right now, right? They're they're putting together something completely new, starting fresh. Um, it's later is more important than now for the Cardinals as far as wins and losses. Um, but I don't get them then doing basically the same trade. I think it was the same exact deal where Josh Dobbs in a seventh went to went from Cleveland to the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals sent a fifth back to the Browns for quarterback. Joshua Dobbs. And there's two really interesting angles to this. One, you got Colt McCoy, Kyler Murray's coming back, and you have Clayton Toon that might be battling with McCoy to, you know, to start the season as a starter. Did you hate what you saw from both of those guys? And you bring it, you're bringing Joshua Dobbs in to be a starter. If not, what, why the need to bring in that quarterback there in this quarterback room? And then from the Browns angle, Kevin Stefanski yesterday was in front of reporters saying, Joshua Dobbs won the number two job. It was this backup quarterback. Meanwhile, uh, the GM's on the phone trading. <laughs> hey, big yeah. win for Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's now the number two quarterback, the rookie for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I, I want to definitely stress that. DTR's had a great um, preseason. Looks like an ideal backup to Watson, cheap, young, all those things. Great. It's funny, though. You, like you said, he's probably holding this press conference and Dobbs is currently packing his bags you know like you know, like a uh, good communication in that front office yeah so you hope there's no disconnect there or if that was like you know maybe stefanski knew there was some talks but he didn't want to mm-hmm. it probably helps your value trading a number two quarterback than a number three quarterback yeah, so i guess that's an angle. Like, hey, you know i don't know if this deal's gonna get done so right now he's the number two but he might get traded and he did get traded like an hour later uh so that that's fascinating one there you hope it's not because the head coach and gm are on different wavelengths um and so when it comes to the Browns and, and looking at what they're doing there, I like it. I, I, when yeah, that trade yeah. happened, I was like, is there a different Josh Dobbs? And I'm confused about what's going on because I literally saw those stories back to back where Josh Dobbs is the number two. And it was like Josh Dobbs traded the Arizona Cardinals. Like, what are we doing? So uh, is Josh Dobbs the starter, though, now in Arizona? Like, I, I don't understand paying a draft pick. Like, I would rather have Josh Jones than Josh Dobbs right now. And, and if that was the, right, right. basically what the trade was for the Cardinals, that doesn't make sense. I get trading away some guys for picks. What's the role for Dobbs? Is he going to? Is did they draft him? Or did they trade for him to be the starter? I mean, I guess they have like over two weeks to get him ready if that is the case. So Josh Dobbs of the Steelers, everyone knows, he's literally a rocket scientist. I mean, he's remarkably smart. He's a good, not great athlete, but he's super well respected. You know, great person, great character. 
we saw he started a little bit for Tennessee at the end of the last year too. And he doesn't embarrass himself. I mean, he's a lifetime backup at this point. My only thoughts are if you're sitting there going, what does Colt McCoy bring to the table for us? I mean, what do you accomplish by starting Colt McCoy? Basically nothing. And if Toon isn't close to ready, you can't put him out there. Like if he can't protect himself with changing protections and things like that. So let's try curtain number two. But is Dobbs that much different than McCoy? Uh, are they going to dump McCoy to someone that needs a backup tomorrow for a fifth round pick? You know, like I could see him being somewhat alluring. I assume McCoy's making noticeably more than Dobbs. Dobbs seems like an ideal Kyler backup, just in terms of athleticism and leadership and those type of things. But another small little rub that might not matter because the Cardinals roster is so bad. But in order to for Kyler to come back this year, he has to make the final 53. So they probably have to keep four quarterbacks for the final 53, which means you're cutting a guard or a safety or something. And maybe that guy's terrible because it's the Cardinals 53rd dude, but it's still not like the most efficient way to fortify the bottom of your roster. Yeah. And, and if he's not starting, does that mean they really hated Clayton Toon and he's not ready to be a backup? So they had to do something there and Toon's going to be the number three until Kyler Murray comes back because most teams now it looks like are going to be carrying three on their final yeah, 53 yeah. man roster because you know you get that extra guy who doesn't have to count against the the 46 who suit up on game day it could be your emergency quarterback so maybe that's playing into this a little bit and they're not ready for tune to actually have in-game action so either they but I, I, so it would be strange weird. if all of a sudden Dobbs is starting over Colt McCoy so last note here on McCoy from what I understand Kyler who grew up in Texas like really looked up to Colt McCoy as a player when he was a Longhorn and kind of looks up to him as a mentor. So I wouldn't think he'd be on the outs, but if I'm the Bengals, for example, wouldn't Colt mm -hmm. McCoy be attractive? Well, let, let me put it this way. Nobody should be shocked if the Arizona Cardinals make another move. In the exactly. Game, right? There might be one by the time you listen to this. Right. Right. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, what is up their sleeves there at quarterback and uh, and maybe Colt McCoy on the way out. Maybe some other moves happening that coincide with these that that bring it all together for the Arizona Cardinals here before we start the 2023 season. OK, we've got some game action, some Thursday yeah. nighters. We'll look at the uh, the Friday and Saturday nighters as well as we finish up all the exhibition finales here from preseason week number three next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Harry's Razors. Uh, are you tired of spending what it costs to go get razors? No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you will love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. I can't stand buying razors. And I'm, it's, uh, I, I always compare it to the, uh, the printer model, right? Where the ink costs more than a new printer. And it's <laughs> possible, right? And so uh, you can get away with, you can get away from that model with Harry's. Uh, they give you a premium shave without the premium price tag. So uh, the starter set, by the way, is only, uh, it's a $13 value, only $3 at harrys.com slash nfl it includes a five blade german engineered razor weighted handle foaming shave gel and a travel cover uh scheduled delivery for refills as low as two dollars half of what you would pay for other blades 
So get the best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Steelers, your team. Uh, by the way, I hope you got some sleep going late night, probably 1 a.m. Really. Post game there as the Steelers put a whooping on the Atlanta Falcons 24 nothing. Yeah, I, I was able to crawl into bed about 3 a.m. And <laughs> the Steeler podcast I do is called The Drive. Check it out. Um, so you can find it on Steelers.com. But my co host was in Atlanta and isn't flying out until this afternoon. So we both had to get up early, knock out the drive from his apartment or from his hotel room before he gets on the air. So yeah. we weren't, neither one of us is working on a whole lot of sleep. So maybe I'll get a little nappy after we hang up here, but that the Steelers have destroyed all three of their opponents. I mean, flat out destroyed. I, I mean, the first team offense has had five possessions. They've scored five touchdowns and Kenny Pickett has a perfect passer rating. That being said, they played the Bucks, the Bills, and the Falcons. The Bills played their ones. They didn't play Vaughn Miller, but Josh Allen, all their guys were out there. But the Bucks, and especially this Falcon team, couldn't have fielded a worse group of players. Like, I don't understand it at all. Like, at least the Bucks played Mayfield. You got 17 days until opening day. You don't think Ritter could use some snaps? Like, I don't understand the logic at all. And it wasn't even close to a competitive game. So this is what's tough for me because I was watching this game. It was like, oh, this is not this is not even fair. And That's and I totally agree with you. Get Ritter, get the ones out there. Like like some Bijan Robinson, sit him down, right? Yeah, Calais Campbell, sit him down, right? But for get Ritter? your young quarterback that you're t- trying to develop some more work and get him ready for his first full year as a starter in the NFL, and um and and get him some work against some ones, right? That that, that I understand not wanting to get your guys hurt, but you know get your guys ready for the season. Uh, on the other side of things. It's hard to take all the good that you see from the Pittsburgh Steelers away from this because of what they were playing against in this one. For right. example, Kenny Pickett, I thought was awesome. I mean, he was dropping dimes out great. there. Right, right. He was only four of four, but two really big throws, one to uh, Pickens, which seems like that's a really nice connection because Pickett trusts yeah. Pickens, and Pickens can go up and get any ball. Like, he might be the best 50-50 ball guy in the league now. Uh, of all apologies to DeAndre Hopkins, he was that guy for a long time. He's remarkable, um, yeah. And then he dropped another one, too. I think it was Deontay Johnson on the Deontay on the other sideline, yeah. yeah. And they were the least explosive offense in the league last year right there with the Bucks, and they're knocking out explosive plays every drive. I mean, it's all the things you look for. Like, you didn't see it as much in this game, but they were terrible thrown over the middle last year. They're thrown over the middle extremely well in the preseason. Like, all the things you want to see, Pickett's unbelievably comfortable now, leader, you know. The lines mashing people. Jalen Warren's ripping off long runs. I mean, it's crazy, but the level of competition's bad. Back to the Falcons real quick, though. Like, maybe I'm just so old school Steelers. Like, there's no way Tomlin, Cower, or Chuck Knoll would have just rolled out the threes and say, go block TJ Watt. I mean, they just got it. I mean, like, how do you build culture asking third string right tackles to block TJ Watt or – and then you just at home, you get embarrassed. You walk in the locker room with your head low. Like, how do you build something from that? I just don't understand the logic. I think the quote from Mike Tomlin after the game was, "You don't, uh, you don't become a boxer without sparring." Yeah, that was one of those yeah, clearly two yeah. different you know viewpoints from those two coaching staff yeah. going into this game. Are we going to see a new streak here from the Pittsburgh Steelers? 
I think they're the leaders now, aren't they? Yeah. Which I kind of hate. I don't want to ever deal with that because they they honestly don't care that much. Or the Ravens cared, but yeah. Now we're gonna have to deal with that for the, going into the next season. They have the longest streak. Blah, 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 blah. So you Matt, know, can we pencil in a year two breakout for Kenny Pickett? Yeah, I'm starting to believe, man. I don't blame you. I mean, just to say I'm not a homer. I've done 15 best ball drafts. I would give or take. My most owned player is Kenny Pickett. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is, you know, like in terms of he's not going to throw nine touchdowns or whatever this upcoming year. You know I mean? Like they're playing really well and he's extremely comfortable and I'm very biased because I'm around him and the team all the time. But I, the thing I've been saying in over the, over the last week or so is it used to be expectations for the Steelers were, man, it'd be a really nice year if they could get in the playoffs in a really tough AFC. And what I've been saying is they don't see it that way. And maybe we shouldn't either. You know, like they don't see themselves. Oh, I hope we get in the playoffs. You know, they, it's, we can hang with anybody. And I'm not saying they're better than the chiefs. I mean, they're not, of course, but they're pretty good. <laughs> and, and look with Pickett, I know it wasn't the number ones on the other side, but a, th- a dot throw is a dot throw. Right. And he had yeah. a couple of those. So that was fun to see. Now I think the things that get a little bit more difficult is, you know, running like running backs, Anthony McFarland and, Jalen Warren looked great, but you know, who are they going against? So that gets a little bit of more, dicey, I think from that. Yeah. game. But even like the Calvin Austin's that you like in Washington, and they don't even have to start Broderick Jones yet. He's going to work his way in slow. Like they're really deep on both sides of the ball. Keanu Benton, uh, Herbig, the whole draft class is very impressive. Oh, that's yeah. So Austin's just fast and I have loved watching. Crazy, him. Yeah. I love his college tape and, you know, I was a big fan of his coming out and I was a little worried about how his rookie year went and, uh, how early he was put on IR. Didn't seem like that, you know, dip, that that difficult of an injury to come back from that mm-hmm. season. But uh seemed like Tomlin was pretty pumped about that kick return he had uh, taking it across midfield, and he's just dynamic. So fun little weapon there in yep. Pittsburgh. But uh, Herbig is the one I want to highlight because, of course, like, okay, kind of tweener, stand-up rusher, ends up in Pittsburgh, and it's like, oh, no, they found another one, didn't they? They did. They absolutely found another one. I just wrote an article about it. You can find it on DKSports.com, and it's free now. That used to be a pay site. And it's the same. He was the exact same guy in Wisconsin, just extremely productive per pass rush snap. He has three and a half sacks in three games against backup tackles, but he was given the Steelers starting tackles all kinds of problems. And another Wisconsin guy, but he's got a brother on the team. I mean, it's he's been friends with the Watts forever. You watch him in camp. He's like T.J. Watt's shadow. He like he like if T.J. Watt puts a stick of gum in, I'm putting a stick of gum in. You know, like it, <laughs> it's just it's crazy. All right, one more game. Uh, one one more game from Thursday, and uh, then we'll get this one because. You know. The Friday and Saturday slate. Um, Anthony Richardson, his stats to me do not match up with with what I've seen from him on the field uh, as a prospect and as a potential NFL mm-hmm. quarterback um, because he's completed. Uh, let me get this right. In his two preseason games, I think it's like forty five percent, maybe it's sub fifty percent. Right. I lost the stats now. Sub fifty percent um, had an interception. In this last game, it was a bad one. It was, um, he's just expecting a nice, easy throw to his check down. And he throws the check down. It's like, oh no, there was a DB driving on the ball and, you know, interception, intercepts it and takes it back. But to be honest with you, even though the stats are not good at all, I've been impressed with, I think the best word to use for Anthony Richardson 
being a one-year starter in college, being this really quote-unquote raw prospect coming out in both of his preseason games. I wish he would have played in the in the second preseason week. I, you know, it's kind of like the Ritter things. Like, come on, let's get this guy some more work. Right. Um, he's so poised in the pocket, and and while the results aren't quite there, seeing the way he zips the ball, he's accurate. He's poised. Uh, he he's he's not uh, he doesn't bail out of the pocket too early although you can see him escape the rush so he doesn't uh you know he doesn't elicit more sacks which young quarterbacks can do especially that are athletic so he uses that, his athleticism well to escape but also gets the ball out while he is in the pocket so i mean there's so many good qualities i'm so excited and i think they're making the absolute right right choice to start him over gardner Minshew because Minshew comes in and is Nine of eleven passing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one thirty-five quarterback rating. Clearly, you know he, he's going to look more like a veteran player. But I, I think there's a lot of signs there, despite maybe the stats not looking great for Anthony Richardson. I'm still all in, and and in total, I like a lot of what I've seen from him so far. So, needless to say, I didn't watch this game. I wasn't going to put it on at two a.m. when I was done with everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, everything I've seen, read, heard from people I trust is exactly what you said. Like. Don't just box score scout Richardson because he looks like he belongs. And oh, by the way, he runs over defensive backs. Oh, yeah. I mean, physically, yeah. he's, he's, he's got it all. The ball just jumps out of his hands mm-hmm. with ease. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. It's going to be a weird year. Uh, I, I don't think, like, honestly, can you afford to trade Jonathan Taylor because of just because you want to help out your young quarterback? Like, if you have a disaster running back room, and right. and you're you're in third and longs all day. That that's not great. It's not great. But I do think a lot of these teams, the Bears, the Eagles, come to mind that have foundational running quarterbacks aren't going to pay a running back in addition to. You know what I mean? So yes, it might hurt Richardson's development handing the ball to Zach Moss or whatever and not having a threat there. But you would think big picture if you get a quality pick back, not just give him away it probably helps in the long term. You know what I mean? That gets him a number one receiver, maybe. Who knows, you know? Uh, on the other on the other side, not much to take away from uh, what we saw with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, Mariota was only, only attempted two passes, a whole bunch of Tanner McKee. He wasn't quite as amazing in this game, but still 19 of 34 passing, 158 yards. Got a lot of work. Um, seems like they're going to keep Mariota there as the number two, but uh, but we'll see what happens in Philadelphia with the quarterback situation, but a little bit more difficult to take anything away from that side, much like mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons in preseason week three. I think the Eagles will be just fine. Oh, yeah, I think they will be okay. And and this is that's just more of a – it's like, look, let's not get our ones hurt, whereas the Falcons, I think, could have used the work. Yeah, right. That just does not add up to me. Okay, next, let's look at the rest of the preseason week three slate. What to watch for, what we're excited to see Friday and Saturday next. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, I'm a couple of Underdog Fantasy best ball drafts in, man, and it's it's so much fun to do the best ball. Grab Pickett while you can, I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm not sure if Pickett even got drafted in in my last draft. Like You can get him late. You can get him cheap. You can get him nearly free right now. So, yeah, get in before the hype starts to grow on him. And um, uh, my quarterback tandem in my last draft is pretty good, though. I got Fields and Aaron Rodgers. I'm feeling pretty nice. good about that one. But, you know, August is here, and this is the time. It's official draft fantasy football drafting month. So get championship ready for your home leagues by trying out the best ball on underdog fantasy. And they've got the best ball mania tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger 
with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. So, BP, we got three games tonight. Lions at Panthers, Patriots at Titans, and, of course, your Chargers or your Niners are hosting the Chargers. Do you just want to do a segment on a couple of these quarterbacks? Like, Bryce Young, to me, is really interesting. Willis slash Levis is really interesting. And I guess we should get your team out of the way. Is Lance going to play? Like, what happens to Lance tonight? So the Lance stuff is, seems weird and up in the air. Very, and, Tom yeah. Lynch and Kyle Shanahan both spoke and, and they both said without saying that they're listening to offers for Trey Lance, but the plan is to keep him right now. Uh, okay. So unless they get that offer that they like, like, uh, you know, to me, it's like, I mean, you're going to give up a fifth round pick for Josh Dobbs, but not for Trey Lance. Like, I, I, I don't know. They're, they're, that doesn't have to me either, right? Yeah, I don't no, even care what the finances. Niners, uh, you know, the Niners is like John Lynch is competitive. He doesn't want to lose trades, so they might be asking for more than within what some offers might be out there. We'll mm-hmm. see what ends up happening. Before Let me stop you real quick, BP, because I meant to tell you this yesterday because we started talking Lance and you threw out fifth round pick, and that's the first I heard that because I initially thought he's going to draw like a second or a third and a fifth or something like when you said fifth i'm like really that's so there was a report that they didn't get any significant offers um that that lance could have been got for a third pre-draft and the niners didn't get that offer i would have assumed that a a third would have been pretty easy for the niners to get and that they were probably asking for you know say the houston texans early second round pick and the texans didn't want to do that right that's Mm -hmm. what i thought was happening so uh, apparently they, they have had offers of a fifth that wasn't enough then is that enough now I don't know. So we'll see what happens with Trey Lance. But to be honest with you, the thing I'm the thing that I'm watching more in this game, and by the way, yeah. So he is he will play. Yeah. Shanahan, he is gonna play, and he's gonna be the third one out after Brock Purdy and the starters are gonna play a little bit, then it's gonna be Darnold and then uh Lance will, will play. Um, so it will be interesting to see what the mindset is for Lance and, and you know, if he just comes out with the chip on his shoulder, you know, if, if mentally there's some clouds over his head, cause he did get the day off of practice when they announced the, the whole QB two thing. Hmm. Um, but here's an interesting one. Jake Moody is, was a third round pick for the 49ers at kicker. And he's been sh- awesome in practice, kicking 60 yarders, and then just been really shaky in the two preseason games. Ooh. And they have Zane Gonzalez, the veteran as well on the roster. They've had him all off season. They picked him up, um, you know, before the draft, and still ended up drafting Jake Moody in the third round. Moody's made all the preseason kicks, but Moody came up lame this week with like a, a hamstring injury or something like that. So he's not going to kick tonight. So Jake Moody doesn't have a chance to look good in a preseason game. Could the 49ers does like this is almost worse than the Lance debacle? The 49ers have to carry two kickers because they can't uh. cut their third round kicker. <laughs> if Zane looks nails in the preseason game and and Moody's been looking shaky. So um man, that's uh the, the 49ers have built a, an awesome roster, but they've also done some weird stuff with, when it comes to the draft. No doubt, no doubt. Okay. I just wanted to know if Lance was playing. I'm definitely gonna watch him every snap. He'll be playing, and I don't know if it's, you know, it'll be like, you know, the full second half or something, but he'll come out third. Okay. So back to like the Ritter conversation. When you look at this Patriot Titan game, I'm playing Mac Jones, and boy, I'm playing Willis and Levis like crazy. Like, I don't need to see Tannehill. And and we were, one of the big things we were talking good. about last week after the second preseason games was Levis, and, and Levis didn't play last week, right? 
I don't think so. Yeah. But Willis has done well. I, I just pulled it up. I mean, he's 26 of 42. He's got 113 yards rushing. Looks much, much more comfortable from what I've seen of him. I mean, he was a chicken with his head cut off as a rookie. Understandable. He came from Liberty. But I'm just saying, Willis's career is far from done. Uh, with that game, too, Patriots-Titans from a fantasy perspective, um, you know, obviously the uh, the Patriots brought in Zeke. But then on the other side, who's the who's the two behind Henry? Is it Chestnut or is it Tajay Sharp that they recently drafted? Spears. Yeah, I call him Tajay Sharp, too. Uh, Tajay Spears. Spears. <laughs> I've been drafting Spears late in best ball, too, on underdog. I mean, he looks great from what I've seen of him. He's very dynamic. Um, their slot receiver Phillips is hurt. I don't think Burks is playing and is questionable for week one. I've been scooping up a lot of Chig too. I, I think oh. Hopkins might be done too. By the way, Chig, I mean, he's number one and he's on all my best ball leagues. Does I he- love Chig. Uh, he's he's the best tight end value, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. baller, I kind of like too. Um, but in that same best ball league, my latest best ball draft that just finished, I think, last night or the um, earlier yesterday. Uh, I talked about my quarterbacks, my tight ends are George Kittle and Chig. And uh, nice. yeah, I love that. yeah, love it. Yeah, I'm getting him everywhere, too. Um, last nugget, too, I guess, is, is this Carolina game. The O-line. I mean, the O-line, their first game, they played the Jets. And the Jets front is basically as good as you're going to get. And it's deep. So the fact that their O-line was a disaster and the Jets had already played the Hall of Fame game and have been in camp longer. I'm like, ah, they'll get it right. Icky will be fine. Blah, blah, blah. Their line stinks. And, By the way, Josh Jones, yeah. Josh Jones was available. He's not anymore. Yeah, right. He's I mean, you're a different your... looking quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know how to judge Bryce Young so far. I mean, he really has not had an opportunity to look good. It, it might be a tough go for him. Yeah. So, but definitely, you know, more clues, and it'll be fun to watch him for sure on Friday night. Um, last actually note about wouldn't break my heart at all not to have a Panther in fantasy either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. tough. yeah, I, I think Thielen's going to be the, the high target getter, yeah. in, in my opinion. We'll see what happens there. Um, by the way, Chargers, 49ers, Trey Lance, yeah. and on the other side, Easton Stick battling for that QB spot, QB2 spot for the Chargers. He was the starter at North Dakota State before Trey Lance was. Yeah. And Trey Lance, when he came out of his pro day, had a QBU t-shirt. I actually have the same t-shirt. I'm, it might be my last chance to wear it tonight uh, for yeah. the 49ers game when I go live on Locked on 49ers. Um, but Easton Stick, Trey Lance, Carson Wentz from North Dakota State. Easton Stick right now is the highest on an NFL depth chart as the backup for the Chargers going into this week. Lance is QB3 in this game. Carson Wentz is on the street still right now. He's not even signed. He's not even on a roster, right? So yeah, uh, that's an interesting development from QBU now and, and those North Dakota State quarterbacks. Very different look than it looked in, in 2021 for those guys. I never would put two and two together on that. But it, it is amazing that that program could have three picks in a row, two of them extremely high. And I hate scouting the helmet, but none of them are exactly living up to it. Let's go through this. Uh, we are going to see the ones with Justin Fields and the Bears. Remember that Bears-Colts game. They didn't play the ones, so we're going to see the ones in the with the Colts and the ones with the Bears this week. So it's going to be a fun tune-up there with the uh, with the Bills and the Bears, I think, in that one. Um, I, you know, a lot of these, it's like kind of quarterback-centric today on the podcast. But, you know, Jordan Love, one more tune-up there for the Green Bay Packers mm-hmm. against the Seahawks, I think, is, is one of my favorites. What are you looking for with the Saturday slate, Matt? 
Love's a good one. I don't know if we've given Love enough time. Um, we kind of just gave Pickett some props. I think Love is another one that I'm banking on to be a good player. Like, again, I'm not saying he's the next Joe Burrow or, you know, he's going to be better than Rodgers. I'm warming up to Love being a good player. His situation is so much better than a lot of the quarterbacks that are unknowns right now, too. Mm-hmm. Because if he's just he doesn't have to be amazing. If he's just no, like no. pretty good, oh, cool. You know, he's he's looks like a starting NFL quarterback. Th- that could be enough to win the North. Could be. I'm strongly leaning to picking the Packers to win the North. And I probably will put a couple bucks on it because I'm sure it pays off pretty well, too. It's easy to forget a quarterback that's just kind of not been around. And we just haven't seen a lot of love. And it's been so long that you think, oh, he must not be good. But, you know, there's a Hall of Famer in front of him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I am curious how everyone collectively, how the league handles week three. Because, I mean, a lot of the big time quarterbacks are playing Saturday. There's no, there's only one Sunday game. I mean, are guys like Allen and Mulberro weren't, but I know Rogers is going out there, but will the, the stars play or not in this one? Yeah. And if they play, it'll be like, cool. We made an appearance. We got 10 snaps, you know, whatever that Done. first drive, yeah. the first drive's three and out. Maybe you come back for the second drive and that's it. So we get together again on Monday. Of course, my hunch is, I hope there's no injuries to talk about, but my hunch is there'll be more to discuss with, Arizona trading people for seventh round picks, you know, th- those type of moves than what happened on the field the next couple of days. And Jonathan Taylor, there's uh there's multiple yeah, teams yeah. that have made official offers to the Colts. Uh, the most talked about being the Miami dolphins so far, the Colts haven't liked enough of those offers. So uh, the bears potentially were one of those teams as well. I, I read, which was uh, mm. one of the teams you brought up as, a, as maybe a yeah. dark horse team. So uh, Herbert the third, who says no. I'd like to get might, Herbert to fire the Colts. That, that might be one of the better offers. I think he ends up in Miami still, but we'll see. There's a, there's some uh, there's some negotiations going on, so there's going to be a lot to talk about, and we'll break down everything we see from all of these games, from preseason finales around the NFL when we reconvene next time right here. Peacock and Williamson.